Good morning. This is Apostle Shirley Evans. Very early this morning at 6.43 a.m. on September the 4th. We just bless God for this day. I bless God for a voice that I could still speak, a sound mind that I could still comprehend. I pray that all is well with you, um, people of God. And we let us continue to rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day, for another message, for another song, for your Holy Spirit directing us in the right pathway. And Father, I ask you that I can do nothing without you. So please let me decrease and let you increase in me as you speak to us today in the name of Jesus. And the song, the prophetic song that God has given me is ancient word, ever true, changing me and changing you. So here it goes. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Words of life, words of hope, give us strength, help us cope. In this world, wherever we roam, ancient words will guide us home ancient words ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts oh let the ancient words impart ancient words ever true changing you and changing me we have come with open hearts oh let the ancient words impart holy words of our faith handed down to this age came to us through sacrifice, oh, heed the faithful words of Christ. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart, oh, let the ancient words impart ancient words ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts or oh, let the ancient words impart ancient words ever true changing you unchanging me we have come with open hearts oh let the ancient words 
in part we have come with open hearts or let the ancient words impart we just thank god for the ancient word ancient of days that's god almighty and so today our song was ancient word ever true changing me and changing you change will come when we connect and have a relationship with the word of god and so this morning the message is the word though god has always revealed himself in some way the incarnation is the clearest most compelling revelation of who God is, of his holiness, love, and power. Because Jesus is one with the Father, he is uniquely able to communicate God's heart and mind. As Logos, or the Word, everything about Jesus, his teaching, miracles, suffering, death, and resurrection, speaks to us of God. Our destiny depends on how well we listen. Will we believe or will we turn a deaf ear to the message of God's love? When you pray to Jesus as the word, you are praying to the one whose voice calls us from death to life and from darkness to light. Understanding the name John wrote, John's gospel, begins by calling Jesus the Logos, the Word. Though Logos was term, was a term used in Greek philosophy, John echoes a Hebrew mindset by using it to refer not to a rational principle or an impersonal force, but to the one who created the universe by speaking it into existence. Unlike the the, the prophets who merely spoke God's word, Jesus is God's dynamic, creative, life-giving word. Furthermore, John says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. John chapter 1 verse 14. The Greek for made his dwelling is linked to the word for tent or tabernacle. Jewish readers would have immediately recognized this as a reference to the tent of meeting in which God's glory dwelt prior to the building of the temple in Jerusalem. Jesus, the word made flesh, became a man so that through his miracles, teachings, and way of life, we could perceive God's glory. He is the word calling out to us, healing our deafness, and bringing us back to God. No wonder Jesus responded to Philip by saying, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, and that the Father is in me. John chapter 14, verse 9 to 10. We are to respond to Jesus, the Word, with both faith and faithfulness, 
reproducing Christ's life so that the word may become flesh in us. What Jesus taught and what he did are tied inseparably to who he is. John shows Jesus as fully human and fully God. Although Jesus took upon himself full humanity and lived as a man, he never ceased to be the eternal God who has always existed, the creator and sustainer of all things and the source of eternal life. This is the truth about Jesus and the foundation of all truth. If we cannot or do not believe this basic truth, we will not have enough faith to trust our eternal destiny to him. That is why John wrote this gospel, to build faith and confidence in Jesus Christ, so that we may believe that he truly was and is the Son of God. John chapter 20, verse 30 to 31. John wrote to believers everywhere, both Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles. As one of Jesus' 12 disciples, John was an eyewitness, so his story is accurate. His book is not a biography like the book of Luke. It is a thematic presentation of Jesus' life. Many in John's original audience had a Greek background. Greek culture encouraged worship of many mythological gods whose supernatural characteristics were as important to Greeks as genealogies were to Jesus, to Jews. John shows that Jesus is not only different from, but superior to those gods of mythology. John's description of Jesus shows clearly that he is speaking of Jesus, especially in John chapter 1 verse 14, a human being he knew and loved, but at the same time, the creator of the universe, the ultimate revelation of God, the living picture of God's holiness, the one in whom all things hold together, Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. To Jewish readers, the word was God, was blasphemous. To Greek readers, the word became flesh, John 1 chapter 1 verse 14, was unthinkable. To John, this new understanding of the word was gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. All things were made by him. When God created, he made something from nothing because we are created beings. We have no basis for pride. Remember that you exist only because God made you and you have special gifts only because God gave them to you. With God, you are something valuable and unique apart from God. You are nothing. And if you try to live without him, you will be abandoning the purpose for which you were made. Do you ever feel that your life is too complex for God to understand? Remember, God created the entire universe and nothing is too difficult for him. Nothing, nothing. 
Absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for him. God created you. He is alive today and his love is bigger than any problem you may face. The light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness has not understood it. Means the darkness of evil never has and never will overcome or extinguish God's light. Jesus Christ is the creator of life and his life brings light to mankind. In his light, we see ourselves as we really are, sinners in need of a savior. When we follow Jesus, the true light, we can avoid walking blindly and falling into sin. He lights the path ahead of us so we can see how to live. He removes the darkness of sin from our lives. Have you allowed the light of Christ to shine into your life? Let Christ guide your life and you'll never, never need to stumble in darkness. He was not that light that was sent to bear witness of that light. John is saying, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. We, like John the Baptist, are not the source of God's light. We merely reflect that light. Jesus Christ is true light. He helps us see our way to God and shows us how to walk that way. But Christ has chosen to reflect his light through his followers to an unbelieving world. Perhaps because unbelievers are not able to bear the full blazing glory of his light firsthand. The word witness indicated our role as reflectors of Christ's light. We are never to present ourselves as the light to others, but we are always to point them to Christ, the light. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came to his own and his own received him not. Although Christ created the world, the people he created did not recognize him. John chapter 1 verse 10, they didn't recognize him. Even the people chosen by God to prepare the rest of the world for the Messiah rejected him. Although the entire Old Testament pointed to his coming. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe. All who welcomes Jesus Christ as Lord of their lives are reborn spiritually, receiving new life from God. Through faith in Christ, this new birth changes us from the inside out, rearranging our attitudes, desires, and motives. Being born makes you physically alive and places you in your parents' family which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Being born of God makes you spiritually alive and puts you in God's family. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. 
joint heir with Jesus as I travel this world. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm so glad. Have you asked Christ to make you a new person? This fresh start in life is available to all who believe in Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh means becoming human. By doing so, Christ became the perfect teacher in Jesus' life. We see how God thinks and therefore how we should think. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 11. He became the perfect example as a model of what we are to become. He shows us how to live and gives us the power to live that way. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. He became the perfect sacrifice. Jesus came as a sacrifice for all sins and his death satisfied God's requirements for the removal of sin. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23. The one and only who came from the Father means Jesus is God's only and unique Son. The emphasis is on unique. Jesus is one of a kind and enjoys a relationship with God. Unlike all believers who are called children and said to be born of God, when Christ was born, God became a man. He was not part man and part God. He was completely human and completely divine. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Before Christ came, people could know God partially. After Christ came, people could know God fully because he became visible and tangible in Christ. Christ is the perfect expression of God in human form. The two most common errors people make about Jesus are to minimize his humanity or to minimize his divinity. Jesus is both God and man. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he is still dwelling among us. The word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let us continue to let the word of God change us. God has given each of us a purpose for living and we can trust him to guide us. John did not have the complete Bible as we know it today, but he focused his life on the truth he knew from the available Old Testament scriptures. Likewise, we can Discover in God's word the truths he wants us to know. And as these truths work in us, others will be drawn to him. God can use you in a way he can use no one else. Let him know your willingness to follow him today. The word became flesh. It's time to carry the word to the nations and the people of the world. Ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come 
With open hearts, or oh, let the ancient words impart. Ancient words, ever true, changing you and changing me. We have come with open hearts, or oh, let the ancient words impart. So, Father, we thank you for your word. Help us to say yes to be that available vessel that would carry your word to the nations and the people of the world. And so, may God, mercy and grace overshadow you today. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you today. Be safe. I love you. Have a blessed day. Amen and amen.